friends, and welcome back to the Asbury Deep Dive Podcast. I'm Melissa Ivy, and it's so good to be with all of you today. And I'm super excited. We're going to talk about a super awesome topic called stewardship. I'm telling you because you already read it in the title, so you already know. <laughs> and with us, we have Andrea Schaefer. Hello. Who is our controller yes. at Asbury, which honestly, I say that, and I always think video games first. And then second, I think, what does that have to do with money? Like, I don't know what she does. Oh, you have to have control of so, your money. I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Kind of. Anyway. <laughs> so Andrea's here with us to talk about stewardship and all all good things. We're super excited to do that. And so just to continue to get to know Andrea for all of us, Andrea, would you tell us about your hobbies? Yeah. So I really love the outdoors. Um, hiking is one of my big ones that I've been able to do during covid and then um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually let you in. You're the first people to know. Um, I'm getting ready to get into a new hobby. So last fall, like shortly after I got here, we did a staff celebration and mm-hmm. we did axe throwing. We did. Okay. Yes. So um, in September, I'm actually going to start in the league. How That's cool fantastic. That, right? Yeah, I'm really excited. That's awesome. So, Were you just naturally yeah. good at it? Uh, yeah, I threw like I mean, six or say. seven times and hit like two bullseyes. So wow. I was like, okay, I hit I'll it. do that. I hit the board once. There you go. Hey, <laughs> that's a start. That's totally a start. So yeah. And then I'm also um, hoping to get back into rock uh, rock climbing, but like inside rock oh, climbing. I was hoping you were going to say a rock band. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not my thing. But I haven't done that in about eight years. So it's going to take nice. a little bit of getting back getting into back there. So. I'm such a bad Climber, so I admire you for that. Well, you should go with me sometime. It's okay, just a don't skill. laugh at me. No, <laughs> it's just a skill. You awesome. just build it up. So. Yeah, she also plays the trombone. trombone. I yeah. almost said tuba, but I caught oh. myself. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm not a tuba player. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I play trombone in the orchestra, which is really fun. It's it's just a neat way to be able to be a part of a community here in the church. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So fun. You do so much. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So like I said earlier, we're going to talk about stewardship, which is one of, there's so many church words that you say them and you can get a basic definition, but then they go so much deeper. You know, communion. Will we ever understand the depths that is there? No. Salvation. You know, will we ever understand the cross, resurrection, stewardship? You know, there's so many things that grace, all these things that we can kind of start to understand, but then it takes that lifetime to learn more. And then in heaven, we're going to be like, oh, I barely scratched the surface. Right. Fully convinced. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about stewardship. And I think it's an important thing for all of us. And I think it's like, what, 20% of church of people within a church give for like most of the budget, which is... Yeah. Statistically in nonprofits, at least a few years ago, it was uh, 20% of the donor base gives mm-hmm. 80% of all donations. Which is crazy. It is. Yeah. And then crazy the average, about- like right now in nonprofits, I think it's down to like 2.4%, you know, when, it, wow. when people give, it's 2.4% of their, their income. And of course, Stewardship is based on a tithe, which a tithe is literally a tenth. That's what it right, means. Right. So, yeah, it's it's definitely it's something that we don't understand um, yeah. well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so just as we kick off talking about stewardship, what is your um, relationship <clears throat> with stewardship? How did you first kind of start learning what that was in your life? So I actually talked to my dad about this about two or three months ago, and he did not realize the impact that he played in my life Aww. on stewardship. And I did ask him if I could tell this story um, <laughs> through my ministry. And he was he was a little overwhelmed by it. So when I was little, 
Um, I remember getting up on Saturday mornings and going down the hall and my dad's light would be on in his office and I'd say good morning. And being little, I mean, you understand what a checkbook is, but you don't really understand right. the pains of paying bills, yes. right? Um, and I always knew, okay, daddy's in there paying bills. He's writing his checks and he's balancing the checkbook, which no one does anymore, sadly. <laughs> and then um, I would sit with him in church on Sunday morning my mom was in the choir. My brother was in the praise band. So it was just the two of us. And he would always pull a check out of the um, inside pocket of his suit jacket and he would put it in the offering. So it was something that I had that visual yeah. training, you know, as a child, I, I just learned by my dad's actions. We never really talked about it. And then um, I joined uh, the church I grew up in. I uh, joined when I was almost eight years old and uh, that fall, when stewardship campaign time came around, Always. they had the little boxes of envelopes with your name on mm -hmm. them. And I remember going by the table and for the first time, my name was on a box of envelopes. And so it, it wasn't something that I necessarily understood the ins and outs of, um, but I knew it was important and I knew it was a part of being in the family of faith. Yeah. So that's really where... Um, I saw that visual and it became a part of just my norm. You know, mm -hmm. so many people, I mean, we have to teach that to our yes. children, yeah. um, which I think is part of the problem that maybe we haven't, we haven't seen it from an early age, so we don't understand it. Or like me, you see it from an early age, but it's never talked about. It's just a visual. And so then um, I, you know, being raised in scripture and in scripture memorization, I, I totally knew about the story about Cain and Abel and the jealousy when it comes to the offering they brought before God mm -hmm. and the concept of a tithe. And so when you're little, you think, oh my goodness, you know, I'm supposed to give God money. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I have. You know, even with just your chores when you're little, right. that's what I'm supposed to do. And so for a long time, that was um, my understanding was I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to do this. So that's why we do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to bounce it back to you. What was your like beginning with stewardship, just learning about it? Yeah, I had, so I guess I saw my parents give, but more so what they did with us is we each got these cute little like mini mason jars and we got, um, they always taught us the rule of anytime you get money, except for gifts, every once in a while, like a gift, they wouldn't make us do this. But, you know, if we got money for earning this, doing that, we always got money for when we got good grades, we would get a certain amount of money and that was an earned amount. Yes. So, you know, it would be 10% goes into the jar because we would have cash. Mm -hmm. I think that doesn't exist anymore, yeah, but we would yeah. have cash and we would put 10% in our jars and then we got us, we saved 40% and we got to spend 50%. Um, I saved it all, all the time. I got to buy big things every yeah. once in a while. My sisters spent all the time and they got little things all the time. So it's just interesting <laughs> to see my money habits now as well, not even just tithing, but in other areas of just what that taught me. Um, but then when our jars were full, we got to bring them to church and put them in the offering plate. So it was a very consistent, you know, in different times in my life, we were more serious about it than others mm -hmm. or um, they made, it wasn't always a huge point, but you know, it was, I love to-do lists and completing things. Yes, so, you know, when you yeah. got to fill the jar enough that you got to take it to church, you know, and it was dollars and quarters and pennies. Like it wasn't anything huge when I think back about it now, but back then it was like, that's 10, 10%, I made $10, that's a dollar. Like I don't have that dollar anymore. And so it was a very much a habit 
place yes. in our hearts when we were little. And it definitely stuck with me. And if I don't tie, that feels weird. Like with, this is a sidetrack, but with <laughs> um, just getting married in March, Brian always, um, he does the automatic withdrawal. Yes. And so I always did when it was just me, I would go in and pay at my Asbury. I would go in and do it. And now it's just automatically done. And it's weird every month. I'm like, did I tithe? Like, did this happen? You know? And so that's a weird adjustment too of the automatic process of it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I remember as a child and how, you know, definitely being taught as a child that now carries through. Yeah, absolutely. On the automated tithing thing, this, uh, when I came to Asbury, this is the first time I've ever done automated tithe of any kind. And it's interesting because I set it up so that it's, um, my tithe comes out the same day that we get paid. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes um, I lose track of which Friday it is. Right, Except I get that email that says, mm. oh, your your giving has been processed. And my thought process is, yes. And then I go, yeah. oh, that means it's payday. <laughs> and so like the thing that I think is beautiful about that is, um, you know, part of the concept of the tithe is that we should give, you know, our first fruits. Right. Which is exactly why I tied up my auto- automated giving with payday. payday. And and I love it because that email comes in between seven and eight o'clock in the morning, which <laughs> is a little bit early, but that's, I mean, yes, my paycheck has hit the bank because of the way that you right, know, everything happens has, digitally. Yeah. But that's the first thing to come out. And in my yeah. my personal cash flow, um, Excel, because I'm a nerdy accountant, to, you know, yeah. it it's paycheck and then it's tithe. And to me, you know, that's the only thing that makes that automated um, tithing not feel so foreign and so different from when I yeah. you know was little and growing up. You know, I like how you talk about how it's been a habit all of your life and like you've been more serious in mm-hmm. different times. I think that when I was a young adult, um, especially when I was in college, I mean, I'm still technically a young adult, but like <laughs> a younger young adult when I was in college and like my, um, my mid-20s and well, really probably through all of my 20s. It was something that I always thought of as, oh man, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this. But you're learning how to manage so many things for the first time in your life. It's not just like a few things that I always allowed it to be on the back burner because I still thought of it as an obligation. It wasn't until I really understood a verse that I had memorized as a child, but never really um, digested spiritually yeah. from Second Corinthians. So um, chapter nine, verse seven says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. You know, a lot of us just know that last part cheerful where it says, giver, yeah, yeah, God loves a cheerful giver. And so, oh, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Hee hee, I'm happy. <laughs> Therefore God loves me. And you know, yeah, God loves that you are happy about it. But I love the first part of this verse when I really sunk into what is stewardship and why do we give? You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, you and I did the reflection on the Mm -hmm. sermon and we were talking about how God doesn't um, necessarily need us to do anything. He, He invites us to be a part of the opportunity. And so I think that that's, you know, in this portion of this verse where it says, um, don't give reluctantly or under compulsion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not God doesn't need my mm-hmm. money. I haven't done something so great that God needs my money. He's inviting me yeah. to give what he's laid on my heart mm-hmm. to give. And, you know, that kind of counterbalances the you should give 10% and blah, 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 blah. And in, in my field, I get that question a lot. Well, how do you calculate 10%? Is it, is it <laughs> net? Tax is it or gross? Tax? You know, and, and really this verse hits it right on, on the head. 
What has God laid on your heart? What have you decided in your heart is what God has asked you to give? So um, I think that that's really where we should be with stewardship. And sometimes we just have to start. Yeah. Yeah, and I think stewardship is such a, I love the word stewardship. And I think people people, myself included. But there's the argument in church of, okay, well, stewardship, I'm a good steward of my time. I'm a good steward of volunteering. I'm a good steward of what God has given me in my life mentally, physically, all these things. And we shift the focus away from money. And I think that's such a disservice for many reasons because money has control over us like nothing else does. And there's other things that are issues and just be a good steward in all areas and of your gifts and talents and 100%. But if we don't talk about money, we have this thing in church where we don't like to talk about money. It's awkward. (laughs) now, but it's like, why? Like this is a, Jesus talked about it all the time. It's a huge thing. And just humans relationship to money is always going to be interesting and just going to be a thing of in and of itself. And, um, you know, you say stewardship and absolutely please be a good steward of your gifts and your time and all those beautiful things, but don't do that at the failure to also be a good steward of your money. Like that is a key thing. And, um, there are key ties. And I think the church will often, try to take the focus off of money and be like, oh, we don't have to talk about yeah. money, but we need to talk about money. Jesus talked about money all the time. And it's it's an interesting part of our life and society. Yeah, absolutely. So to paraphrase uh, Dave Ramsey, um, I love that because I can't, <laughs> can't remember the quote exactly and I don't want to get it wrong, but he says, basically he says, show me your checkbook and I'll show you where your priorities are. 100%. And it's so true. And, and you think about, um, you know, Pastor Tom has a very firm belief that we shouldn't uh, give on credit cards. And I think that's absolutely true because it's not something you already have. It's not something you've earned. And, and I think, you know, what Dave Ramsey really emphasizes, of course, he's, you know, totally against the the getting into debt for anything right. kind of, and, and that's totally valuable. When we, you know, when we get into debt of natures of that way, we are, um, we're no longer free to do yeah. what, what God calls us to do a lot of times. And I think that that's really where um, that quote just hits home. Um, it also is the the whole concept of being the first fruits. I can't yeah. remember if it, I think it might've been Dave Ramsey. Otherwise it was a different pastor, but his, um, this person's daughter uh, was getting ready to start dating a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And they were old enough that it was, it was time to be serious in the dating right. process. It wasn't like Not high casual. school. And this, this father asked the daughter, um, well, does he tithe? Oh, and man. it was like the first you know, thought process. Yeah. And and that's huge. You know, for me, I'm single at some point, I hope to be married. And that's gonna be one of those spiritual questions that I ask that man, because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want it to be like a battle of, mm-hmm. of well, that's your money and this is mine and I tithe on mine and you don't tithe right. on yours. And, and I don't want it to be a difference. You know, that's one of the things when you're talking about getting married and um, how Brian did it and how mm-hmm. you do it, um, did you have that conversation before you got married? Yeah, we did talk about tithing, but for us, it was a very, we had that same value. You know, it goes back to yeah. values. We both were like, you tithe 10% every time. That's just what you do. And I understand that at different points in your life, you might not be able to do that. But for me, that's something I've done every single paycheck I've gotten, no matter what. Even when I was in college, even all these things, like I tithe 10%. It's just, and it's almost a habit and a reflex. So I was thinking about it just a second ago of like, I might not be a good person to talk to on how do you start the habit of tithing? Because right. I'm like, I've always done it. Like for me, it's a no brainer. Yeah. But you know, that 
there's more grace in that. And, you know, you work up to it and all these things. But for Brian and I, we both were just like, yeah, you tied 10%. Anyway, what else? Like, what else are we talking about? The only difference that we had, this is more details than you probably guys (laughs) want, but I always tie to the general budget and he would tie some to general budget, some to youth stock. And it's just like a funny thing of like, we're not even, you know, it's not even an argument, but it's like a, oh, okay, like... That we're tithing, like there's, you know, there's yep. not even a really is, you know, there are distinctions, but you know, in the big picture, like, you know, that's Jesus. a really interesting. No, that's a really interesting thing. You know, in in the area that I'm in, what a lot of people don't understand is there are so many what I like to call buckets of where money goes in mm-hmm. a nonprofit because you have that general operating, which is what really resources like this podcast and, you know, all of our different ministries, they are resourced out of that general operating. And then we have better together. Well, when Pastor Tom was putting it out there, you know, this is not in lieu of your general operating. We can't continue to operate if it's in lieu of. So that also brings- We can't have the lights on. That's right. Nothing gets done. That's right. You know, so it brings up the difference between a tithe and an offering. So what is your understanding of the difference between those two? Good question. I'm on the spot. So the way I kind of put it in my brain is the tithe is the automatic 10%. Like that's going to the church so the church can operate. And then offering, I use the word gifts in my yes. brain um, because that's like above and beyond. Like that's the that's the generous, like I'm going to do more. That's, that's the right. keeping a 20 in your wallet whenever you can to give to someone or the, I really believe in this other nonprofit I'm going to give there. But that tithe is for the local church to be able to do what the local church can do. And so Absolutely. that's kind of how I put it in my brain. That is Technically from, I've never heard anybody who actually studies it define it any different. So that 10th, you know, and and I'm with you. Um, I would never tell anybody how to direct their money. But for me, that tithe goes to the general budget. Um, because that's the the basis of the church. And then right now, my offering goes to Better Together. Um, when Better Together is over, my offering, my above and beyond, will probably go to what we call a designated fund. So like mm-hmm. what you were talking about with Brian, youth stock is a designated right. fund for a very specific reason. That money can't be used for anything else. And so, yeah, I'm totally with you on the, the tithe versus offering. And I love it. Thank yeah. you for letting me put you on the spot. Of course, anytime. <laughs> I, I really appreciate your vulnerability because most people aren't willing to talk about money and it's really, it's just, it's almost become like a faux pas to bring it up. It's not PC and and we're so soft and scared to ask and, and that's just not who we should be. Um, So I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about stewardship, especially in this kind of environment where it's not like I'm sitting in front of an audience being (laughs) like, this is why you should give, you know, sometimes we have to sugarcoat things and it's beautiful here at Asbury because the news is always so positive right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not always that way in every season, but it's so positive. So it, it's not scary to be able to get up and, and talk mm-hmm. about things, but there will come a day where we're going to, I'm going to have to get up and I'm going to have to say, hey guys, you know, we have we're a need. We're not doing this. Yeah. 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 And and being able to start now talking about that and people hearing my heart, you know, that's what I want. I don't want them to just think about me as a numbers person. Right. Well, and there's reasons why you don't always, why, you know, we as humans don't always want to talk about money 
every Sunday because you know yeah. if the, the comments of like I went to that church and they only ever asked yeah. me to give them their mo- my money yeah. and like you know there's a balance and like yes. but it's also like this was important to Jesus for so many reasons and he often talked about it because it's it's more than just how you spend your money it's how are you living your life it's what's your heart after and yes. I have the tendency of making money a treasure that I just want to stockpile and never spend <laughs> like I will never feel like we have enough money in the savings account just because like you never know what's gonna happen I don't know like right? that's just how I am like I want to sit on a giant savings account and then live very um, minimally in my yes. life. I don't know why my brain does that. And I'm glad Brian isn't exactly that way. So our lives aren't, you know, yeah, sandwiches every meal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every meal. And all that stuff. But, you know, our relationship to money is important. And Jesus talked about it and we need to talk about it. It all, Jesus obviously cared about it. And I also think, you know, going a little bit back to the debt conversation, you know, um, Proverbs, I think it's in Proverbs, but, you know, the borrower is slave to the lender. Yes. That will always be true because yes. money has a power in this world and money has a power over us. That's right. And so when we are in debt, you know, there's a huge piece there. And um, the statistics of how many Americans are in debt is crazy to me. Yeah. You know, so many people are in debt and um, for... I don't know, mortgage, I understand. But then it's like, you know, how, what kind of car are you, you know, Dave Ramsey yes. really talks about this. And I think that's a good yeah. example of good stewardship and credit cards and all those things. And I think the way America has started to look at, like, look at the way America thinks about credit cards, you know, just rack up the credit cards money. It's it doesn't normal. matter. Just put yeah. it on a credit card. That's normal. Look at the way America thinks about God. Yeah. Also oh, not healthy. You know, like, oh, he's a genie. He'll give me what I That's need. Right. Yeah. I'm eating a Cheeto. Make this a carrot so that it'll be healthy. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to fix my choices, but you should fix it for me, you know. And, um, or, you know, the superficial faith of just like, um, check the box. I sat in church. Yes. I'm going to not yeah. think about him the rest of the world. And I want, you know, I'm not saying one caused the other, but like, I, you know, what if the whole country took it seriously to tithe and offer? And, you know, would our faith look different, you know? And so I think it's a cultural thing to not want to talk about money. It's a yes. cultural thing to not want to tithe, you know, to when it's only convenient for you when you have enough. It's a cultural, you know, to be in debt. And Jesus says the opposite of all of that. Yes. And so it's like, what was Jesus saying? And what is he calling us to? And how would that shape our lives after him? Because that's the goal. And the first fruits too. Now I'm on a tangent, guys. Here it goes. <laughs> the first fruits too. It's, it's none of it's ours anyway. That's right. None of it's ours anyway to live as Christ. Is to live isn't getting a paycheck. To live isn't money. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Like that's right. Just putting it all in that perspective of it's about Jesus. Also, did you earn this paycheck? I mean, like in the world standings, yeah, you went to your job, you did all this stuff. Um, Jesus allows you to get out of bed every day. <laughs> that's right. Jesus made it so that you have that gift and talent to do that. Jesus made it so that you have a car to get yes. there. You know, and it's a fine balance of. Jesus isn't a genie, but also life doesn't exist without God. Well, and we're, we are called, it says um, we're raised to new life with Christ. Yes. It says, um, be be transformed. Do not be conformed to the ways of yeah. this world. Yeah. You know, so it, it is different. It is counterculture. And as Christians, we should stand on that. Yeah. And so tithing is part of that counterculture. Yeah. 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 And it can be painful and it, you know, kind of, isn't that the point? Like yeah. it's a sacrifice. It can be a sacrifice. And I, the final thing I was, maybe not the final thing. We'll see what I say. You guys never know. I never know sometimes. But the thing about the tithe and people will say, oh, but the tithe comes from the Old Testament, right? That's yeah. where it came from. Okay. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, sell everything and come follow me. Jesus gave everything. He yeah. died on the cross. That was Jesus' example. I'm going to stick to the 10%. Like, yeah, you're good with that. I'm going to, yeah. you know, I, uh, I think that's a good discipline in my life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's in perspective, you know, it's, 
yes, it came from the Old Testament, but that is not a good argument to not tithe. Right. You know, and look at the way Acts did their church. No one was in need because That's everyone right. was paying for everyone and everyone That's was right. living communally, all these things. And our life looks different than that. And the mm-hmm. way we participate in that is through our tithes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. It's good. Any, what recommendation would you have for someone who, um, wants to start being a better steward of their money or wants to get in the habit of tithing, um, what couple first steps or what word of encouragement would you want to give them? Right. So um, first off, I'd say it's a really good thing to go hand in hand with starting a budget if you don't have a personal budget, yeah. which a budget is the way that you get out of living paycheck to paycheck. budget. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I'm also an accountant, so that's kind of cheating <laughs> for me. Um, but when you're looking at, at your paycheck, start with a percentage because sometimes we want to be like, oh, if I don't give a substantial amount, then it's not worth it. Well, that's mm. not true. So even if it's just 1%, start there. Start there this month or start there for this year and then bump it up to 2% next year. I mean, I told you at the beginning of this pod- podcast that the average giver is uh, 2.5% of their income. So you're really not starting all that bad if that's yeah. the way. And if you think about it from a percentage standpoint, you can say, hey, I got $1,000 um, this month on my this paycheck. Okay, 1%, $10. Yeah. Okay, that's manageable. And then the next step would be do it first because if you wait until the end, it won't be there. Right, and that's even like people with good money habits, that's yes, true. it's very like, true. Like, you know, that's just, uh, you're gonna, you gotta spend, you gotta pay your mortgage. You gotta do all these that's things. Right. You've gotta pay your rent. And so it's, you know, just count it as, I kind of count it as one of those bills that you just pay right away. Yeah, like my dad sitting down yeah. at his desk, writing those checks. Some of them went into the mailbox and their little stamped envelopes back in the 90s. And <laughs> one of them went in his suit pocket yeah. to go to church. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. I hope that this has been a good conversation starter. Like I said, stewardship goes so much deeper than just this, you know, but... um it's a conversation. And if you're struggling with this, we have so many resources here at Asbury to help you. Andrea would love to sit down and talk with you. I'm volunteering. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) No, this is a passion of mine. So really, it's a wonderful discussion. Absolutely. Would love to sit with you, talk with you, help you Mm -hmm. get there, you know, and we have so many pastors who would love to, you know, there's just so many resources here of conversations as well as, um, so many other things. Financial peace. It's a fantastic class. I did it with Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're so grateful we started our marriage off with that. And so just know that you're not alone, I think is what I'm getting at. You know, it can be, you know, it can be so daunting. And even if you need help getting to the point of being willing to tithe or offer all those things, you know, um, or if you're ready to do it and don't know how, like you're not alone. You have a whole support system. I'm sure you have people in your family who are willing to talk to you as well. You know, there's, there's so many people who want to help you. And that's part of living life together as Christians That's right. to support each other. And that includes money. And so, um, yeah, I hope that also this just encourages you to keep tithing if you're there or maybe increase it or maybe say, I'm ready to start or even just to say, all right, yeah, this is good. This is good. So um, it all goes back to Jesus, you know? Yeah. It's, he's a good guy. Um, so just, Andrea, would you conclude for us in prayer? I said Absolutely. That weird. Would, would you conclude us in prayer? Yes. Does that make more sense? I I, I will pray for us. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
Lord, thank you for this opportunity to just have an open, vulnerable, honest conversation about money and the gifts that you give us and the opportunities that you give us to give back and be a part of your kingdom work with what we have, what you've given us. And God, I just thank you for Melissa and Preston and the the opportunity to do this podcast and all the resources we have at Asbury allowing us to do this. And God, I just, I ask that you would lay it on people's hearts to really dig deep with you about what you're calling them to do with their money and their time and everything else that you give them as far as resources. God, we love you and we thank you for all that you do in our lives and all that you're going to do through us. In your holy name we pray, amen. Amen.